actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 today. This episode today, it's going to be a little different. I'll have some 911 calls, but instead of just listening, there'll be a slight, well, I don't want to say game, but a task. A task is going to be asked of you because in this game or task, it could help you find a suspect in a crime. That crime could be a threat destruction of property or even harm to and loss of life I'm Brandon and welcome back to another episode of Music City 911 Atlanta 911, operator 7663, what's the address of the emergency? Yes, hello? I'm calling to report a bomb threat. Yesterday I went into Spelman College University with a backpack on, with two explosives in them. Once, I went to the main hallway of Spelman College, then I went to the secondary main hallway. Then I placed both bombs there, and they're planned to set off in 30 minutes. I have picked this school, university, because of this reason. There are too many black students in it. Now, And where are they located? In the first main hallway and the secondary main hallway going towards the cafeteria. First main hallway and the second hallway? Yes. And what's your name? John Michael. And when did you do this? Yesterday. All right. And where are you calling us from, John Michael? California. I'm finishing up the recording and editing of this on the last day of February, the 28th. February, as most of you know, at least here in the United States, is Black History Month. During the past few weeks, there's been an alarming trend happening at several historically black colleges and universities, or HBCUs, 
there have been a series of bomb threats called into a lot of them. Xavier University, Southern University, and A&M College, all in Louisiana. Delaware State University in Delaware. And Spelman College in Georgia, along with over 20 more HBCUs, have received threats. Most people don't know, but there are multiple bomb threats called into businesses or education facilities around the country, and likely in other countries as well, daily. It's spread out and can be completely random as to where one of them can be called in at. Sometimes, at, let's just say, a high school, a student might call one in just to try to get out of a class or get out of taking a test. Some, like these, that were called in the HBCUs, have a different motivation altogether, like you just heard. These incidents are something that are always investigated. The depth of the investigation can be varying, depending on a few things, such as the caller statements and details that they give. Getting back to the intro of the show, the task I was talking about, you just heard the 911 call from someone calling in a bomb threat. What does that person look like? Where was he at? Did you believe the threat? There are a number of questions that should pop in someone's head if they receive a call like this. Right now, I'm going to give you about 15 seconds of silence to think back about that caller, that suspect, and I want you to work up what he looks like. Think hard about it. It might help catch a suspect. Alright, the 15 seconds are up. So what did you come up with? At the moment, the FBI has been investigating these calls. They have identified some persons of interest in this. The details they've released have been sparse, but that's likely for a good reason. They probably don't want to tip off the people and let them know that they may have been identified. So right now, you play the investigator. Here are a list of things that you should be thinking about if you ever receive a bomb threat. The list is a bit lengthy, but as I said, these are tools that can be used to narrow down a suspect. Was that person male or female? He definitely sounded male to me. Was he an old man or young? He didn't sound like he was old. He sounded like a younger person, maybe even a juvenile. But I would imagine probably no more than in his 20s, probably. Did you pick up an accent? He said he was from California. As you know, I'm from the South. And he definitely didn't have a southern accent. Was he American? Foreign? Could you tell maybe a race? He sounded American to me. And also, he sounded white. Was he speaking normally? How were his words sounded? Did it sound like it was a recording? Or like he was actually on the phone? Was the call scripted? Did he have any speaking impairments? Was he nasally or word slurred? Did he sound disguised or altered with any type of a machine or an app? Did he sound coherent 
in the background, could you hear anything? Any type of traffic, music, animal sounds like a dog barking, machinery or a specific type of vehicle like a bus or police siren driving by. How about room noises like a door shutting? Was it echoey like he might have been in a bathroom? And did you hear anybody else in the room or in the background? That is a lot to listen for and to try to keep up with, I know. But think of it this way. If you're an American, this happens. And let's just say, for sake of this argument, this suspect is American. The list of potential suspects is around 330 million people if you were to limit the suspect to only being American. Let's take the biggest potential identifiers and knock those numbers down some. So let's listen to the call again with all those things in mind and then see if anything changed in your opinion. I'll also let the entire call play out a little bit more because there was some additional info at the end and I'll talk about that more after I talk about the suspect. Elena 911, operator 7663, what's the address of the emergency? Yes, hello? I'm calling to report a bomb threat. Yesterday I went into Spelman College University with a backpack on, with two explosives in them. Once, I went to the main hallway of Spelman College, then I went to the secondary main hallway. Then I placed both bombs there, and they're planned to set off in 30 minutes. I have picked this school, university, because of this reason. There are too many black students in it. Now, And where are they located? In the first main hallway and the secondary main hallway going towards the cafeteria. First main hallway and the second hallway? Yes. And what's your name? John Michael. And when did you do this? Yesterday. All right. And where are you calling us from, John Michael? California. All right. And hold on one second, okay? Don't hang up. I hopped on a plane back to my hometown as soon as I could because I knew it would be over. All right. Hold on, okay? Are you still there, Michael? Yes, hello? Yeah, hold on, okay? Don't hang up. Sorry, I'm at the wrong number. Okay, it's Phil Posecki. Hey, Spellman, this is Atlanta, operator 7663. Oh, Will. Sir? Hello, sir? Yes, hello? Michael? Hello? John Michael, he stated his name was, and he stated that he was in the state of California. Sir, go ahead and tell Spelman what you just stated to us. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I got off my flight from California, and I headed to Spelman College University with a backpack with two explosives that I bought off of a man that I've been planning to meet for months now, and I've planted them in the university. Mm-hmm. One in the main hallway and one in the secondary hallway leading to the cafeteria. They're planning to go off in 30 minutes. Well, now you have about um, 38 minutes, but yeah. Okay, so when were you on Spelman campus, sir? Yesterday. 
yesterday around what time? At around three, I'd say. That's going to be a negative, sir, because no, we don't have anybody on our campus. The school is out, no students on campus, so that's a negative, sir. We're going to trace his phone number as well. Um, uh -huh. This is Atlanta. We're going to trace his phone number as well. Right. Okay. Okay. Please do, but yeah, he, I don't. I think it's just a. Uh, 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 yeah. Okay. And Mr. Uh, you said Jones, John, Mike, Michael Jones, or, or John. Mr. Mr. Mike. Hello. Oh, he done hung up. He, no, he's still on the phone, and he advised it was John Michael. John Michael. Michael, yeah, yeah. Uh, no one. We're not. If you're not faculty and staff, we're not letting any random people just walk on campus. All right. All right. Okay. Well, All right. I'm I, seven I, six six three. Okay, and I'll let my sergeant know. Okay. Um, Mr. Uh, John Michael, what body and I was on campus? Did you say you placed the bomb? Mr. 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 John. Hello. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so kindly. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So let's focus on that suspect. Almost definitely that caller was male. That pulls a number from, like I said before, 330 million suspects down to around 151 million. To me, he sounded white. He could be another race, but likely white. That's 59% of the population. That drops the total number down to 89 million. Males in the age range of 15 to 29 represent around 33 million people here in America. Take that roughly 59% of the population being white, and you're down to 19 million. Congratulations. Just from those small but very key pieces of information, you eliminated 311 million people from the suspect list. The rest of that long list of things I mentioned will help narrow it down even further. But these are all a few things you should be listening for. I say you because, as I said, you might receive one of these calls at your location someday. You could receive it on your cell phone at home or while you're at the office or in church, any number of places. The remainder of that call, the campus police on the line, when they got on the line, from an investigator or an interrogator's perspective, they may or may not have liked the way he handled it. I don't know. I can't really tell. A person calling in something like this, they are in fact a terrorist. They're trying to spread terror amongst these colleges and it's pretty obvious that it's racially motivated. From a personal opinion, I love that he just shut that suspect down. When he said, that's going to be a negative, the first time I listened to it, I actually laughed out loud. Not because it's funny in the normal sense, but because this suspect had probably been doing this over and over, and it just immediately shut him down. He had the wind completely taken out from his sails and did it really quickly. I hope that put a stutter or a hesitation in his voice for any subsequent calls that he may have made.
Spelman College also received another one later on. This time it was called indirectly to them. This is a call from their own campus police, which is an actual police department with arresting powers. So not just like regular security or something like that. An actual police department. This is their call from their police department over to the Atlanta Police Department to notify them of what's going on. Atlanta 
one of the videos they put out and finish up afterwards. Let me get you up to speed. My name is Veronica Simon. I'm an office administrator at my place of work. And today is like any other Tuesday. Good afternoon, this is Veronica. How may I help you? There is going to be a bomb today. In a bomb threat call, the best thing you can do is to remain calm and keep the caller on the line for as long as possible. Your goal here is to obtain as much information as possible from the caller so you can relay this information to the authorities. If you have a moment, write a note to someone nearby. I'll get one of my co-workers' attention, and they can contact the authorities to inform them that a bomb threat call is in progress. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? There's going to be a bomb today. People are going to die. Now that I've alerted my co-workers about the threat, they can activate our bomb threat management plan and call 911 from a safe location. If your employer doesn't have a plan yet, you can go to www.dhs.gov OBP for more information and to find this checklist. Next, I'm going to ask the caller a series of questions from this checklist, remembering to be as polite as possible and demonstrating the same amount of respect I would normally provide anyone else. Sir, when is the bomb going to explode? In one hour, if all operations of your institution have not ceased. Don't forget to listen for background noise. Hear those cars passing by in the background of the call? Make a mental note of anything you hear so you can mark it down later after the call. Next, I'm going to ask the caller where the bomb is located. In doing so, as with all these questions, I'm going to avoid prompting the caller with names or locations of the facilities, which will provide more clues about the identity of the caller and the validity of the threat. If he provides a specific place or building, he may be familiar with the location and vice versa. Okay, and where is the bomb located? <clears throat> Inside the main lobby. Did you hear the caller clear his throat there? Make another mental note of any irregularities in the caller's voice or speech patterns so we can mark that down later as well. Okay, sir, and what does the bomb look like? It's inside of a black duffel bag. Black duffel bag. All right. And what will cause the bomb to explode? I will detonate the bomb in one hour if my demands have not been met. Sir, did you place this? Hello, sir? After the caller hangs up, it's important that I don't hang up my phone. Instead, I'll place it on my desk, jot down in as much detail as possible information from the call. Towards the bottom of the card, there's a checklist for details about the caller's voice, any background noise, and the threat language. Here's where those mental notes from earlier really come into play. Information like this can be crucial in identifying the caller and legitimacy of the threat. Last but not least, I'm going to note the number the call was received from, as shown on my caller ID. After I'm done making notes, it's time to share my information with my leadership and local authorities. I'm going to avoid touching any switches or buttons of any kind. I'm going to avoid using my cell phone unless I have no other choice, in case it might detonate the bomb. 
So you took the call. Tell us what you know. The caller had a deep voice. So that's some good info there, and I'll provide links to that video as well as the website that was referenced in the video. There are a few other videos that are linked through that page. I won't play those since this episode keys in mostly to just the threats, which is the most common thing in this spectrum. But I will post a link in the description of their video on what to do if you find a suspicious package or possible device. Y'all stay safe out there. For Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.